What is up, brothers of discussion? This is episode eight with Big Kev. And fanboy Dave. Guys, I hope you're doing well. We had a great week of wrestling, and we kicked things off with Raw last week with Seth freaking Rollins and Angelo Dawkins. Or at the end of the day, Seth Rollins gets the victory over Dawkins, and it was a pretty good match to open up Raw. Yeah, it was a very interesting match to open up Raw because everybody's already Don Montez Ford as the Shawn Michaels and Dawkins as Marginetti, but I don't know if Dawkins uh, used that as tackling fuel or just anything, but he looked a lot better in the ring. He looks a little bit leaner, more um, agile, so... I think he's like trying to tell everybody, like, hey, don't forget about me. Uh, I may just be as good as Montez Ford. So I was really impressed with Dawkins showing against Seth Rollins because Seth Rollins, you know, is an architect, a really great wrestler. And uh, Dawkins held his own. But at the end of the day, Seth Rollins with the stomp, getting the win. Yeah, no doubt. That's a that's a both back-to-back victories for Seth Rollins. He beat Montez Ford the previous week. He gets a win over Dawkins. So can't really say that Dawkins is not holding his own or vice versa. Ford is holding his own. So I don't know if that can really put away and put to bed the you're not holding your own in this tag team. And I don't see a split coming just yet, although that definitely could still be in the works. Either way, Seth Rollins gets the victory. Back-to-back Monday night wins against... Street Profits. Street Profits. Thank you. What I enjoyed uh, la- uh, last week or, you know, his previous Raw was the return of the old school Kevin Owens. It's that prize fighter. And he beats the brakes off of Ezekiel. As he comes down, he does the power bomb on the apron. Ezekiel gets seriously injured where they're having the medic staff come and, and take a look at Ezekiel. Uh, this is good news for Kevin Owens fans. Yeah, definitely seeing the old Kevin Owens. The one that came out, challenged John Cena, and, you know, took it to John Cena, you know, for the U.S. title. It looks like he has uh, ruthless aggression, no pun intended. But Kevin Owens, it looks like he's in business for him, and he's getting back to what he likes to do, and that's hurt people. The only the only downfall with this, Fanboy Dave, is specifically I was deprived of the full match. I wanted to see the full match of Kevin Owens and Ezekiel. They finally get after it. You know, of all the stuff they've been doing back and forth these past, you know, month, month and a half. And we didn't see get to see a full match. If you're again, if you're a Kevin Owens fan, uh, this was right up your alley. And this was very good news for him as he looked like a complete badass. I said definitely for sure. Getting KO back to his his roots. Next, we had Finn Balor versus Rey Mysterio, and uh, Rey Mysterio doesn't get the victory. It's uh, Finn Balor over this one. Dominic, of course, was backstage previously, uh, and Rey Mysterio in the locker room together, and just was just in a in a just a stare. Edge in the locker room and, and apologizes, and he was like, "Cool with that." And just like I described, you know, Rey's gonna come out after you know after that deal where he gets speared the week before, saying, "Hey, Rey's, you're probably he's probably Rey's gonna probably understand this because he's a veteran and." You know, things happen, accidents happen. And sure enough, that was the exact verbiage we got from Ray. He said, hey, this was, you know, a mistake. Uh, Edge's family, I've known him for 20 years. Dominic says, hey, I've known you for 25 years. You're going to basically choose him over me. I'm your son. Storm's off. And- yeah, I think you booked it. I, I was pretty sure that they call call Kev and say, hey, how should we write this story? They might be listening to the podcast. But did you see that hilarious meme 
on what they're uh that was floating around uh, because Dom had the mullet hairdo. He kind of looked a little bit like Eddie Guerrero. Yes, that's funny. And uh, as you know, the storyline several years back when Eddie Guerrero and Rey Mysterio had a feud, of course, they were fighting over, you know, potentially Eddie was, you know, claiming Dominic as his son, uh, which we know it's not. But uh, that it was just kind of a fun deal. Uh, it's funny how they involved Eddie Guerrero uh, in the past month. I feel like we got a little bit of Eddie Guerrero stuff. You know, you got Ray, um, you know, hitting himself, quote unquote, with the chair and gets the victory for DQ. Uh, we see the uh, Latino Heat uh, license plate in the vignettes for Edge. So it's kind of uh, kind of full circle coming back that, you know, Eddie Guerrero is getting involved when he's, you know, passed away several, several years back. So, uh, but yeah, uh, you know, Finn Balor gets the victory and that was a pretty good match. And and, and I'm looking forward to maybe Edge and a Finn Balor. Uh, but like we talked about last week on the show, I'm really looking forward to Edge and, and uh, Damian Priest. And hopefully we'll get to see that very soon. Yeah, in two weeks, I think uh, they're going to be in Toronto because Damian Priest put out the challenge tonight. We'll find out if he uh, accepts it or not. And you would think he would for all kinds of reasons, but one big one is it's in his hometown in Toronto. Next is Dana Brooke and Tamina versus Sky and Kai. And this is going to be part of the women's tag team tournament bracket for the women's uh, tag team championship belts. And so this was a kind of our first, you know, match to kick things off with that tournament bracket and Dakota Kai and Sky get the victory. That was obviously more likely going to happen in my opinion, just because, you know, they're coming back with Bailey and then they're in this tournament and they get the win. Yeah. They move on. They move on in the tournament bracket. Which we, which we uh, figured they would new stable, not just going to let them lose in the first round of the tournament. Um, they're probably one of the favorites to win the women's tag team championship. So uh, good booking, keeping them strong from, from SummerSlam and keep going on uh, to the next round. And the biggest match of the night for me that I really wanted to see was that Bobby Lashley and Tomasa Champa for the United States Championship. And it was, uh, I thought, a very well played out match. Uh, Bobby Lashley gets the victory, though. A lot of people thought that this was Champa's opportunity to get the victory, to get the championship uh, belt off of Lashley, be get, uh, being that Triple H's boy, uh, a Triple H guy, if you will. And it didn't happen. It's one of those things where we think it's going to happen uh, so much that they just probably decide to, you know, change direction just to swerve the fans. And, uh, you know, even with the Mrs. Help, Champa ended up tapping out to Lashley and the Hurt Lock. It was like a clear, you know, clean victory. You know, there was no true interference. He tapped out of the submission move. Where does Champa go from here? Yeah. I mean, it, it was a swerve. I, I, I completely agree with you. Um, because you know he had dedicated to Harley Race, who taught him, and you're just like, man, Champa's dedicating this match. I mean, that, that for sure gonna have to have to win. Um, the match was a really, really good match. Um, you know, showing that Champa can compete at a level at Bobby Lashley's um, level, and um, yeah, I was very entertained with the match. I I think the only thing you could possibly do going forward with Champa, I mean, yeah, give him another shot or you put him and the Miz together to go after the tag titles. I mean, those are the only two things I could think of. 
Do you think they'll keep Choppa with Miz for a while, or do you think that could develop into a match? No, I think they'll keep them together for a while because, I mean, the Midge has, has talked about, like, unlike the whole Logan Paul thing, that Ciampa wants to learn from his tree, and you just can't scrap that, you know, what, two weeks well, in, three weeks in? Well, I thought that match probably should have been the main event. I thought it was uh, probably the best match of the night. I enjoyed it very much so. Uh, we had a couple matches uh, that were kind of thrown in the mix. We had uh, almost versus the two jobbers, and then we had Chad Gable versus uh, Dolph Ziggler. Uh, the next match is a uh, no disqualification, the Miz versus AJ Styles. And the Miz threw a chair at, at Styles, and he blocked his signature forearm. And, but the phenomenal one eventually hit him with the clash to get the victory. This was a very good match for two veteran performers. It wasn't the match of the night. I still think that went to Ciampa and Lashley. Uh, but I think I'm done seeing this. I think I'm done seeing AJ Styles and the Miz. It really didn't develop into the storyline I thought it would. It seemed like they were doing the storyline with those two. Then they took a break and then they started back up again. But maybe this just kind of stops it in, with this victory. Well, obviously, maybe you were um, getting a drink of water or went to the bathroom or something, because if you watch till the end, the match, somebody was trying to come to the ring, a returning Dexter Loomis. Right. And he was watching the match. So, and he was looking at AJ Styles. And we had talked before with uh, Triple H at the helm, we're seeing uh, people coming back that were employed by the WWE. So it was very interesting to see Dexter Loomis and like to see like, well, why was he out there? Is he going out there to attack AJ? Is he going out there to attack the Miz? Um, I don't know. Hopefully find some answers out tonight, but looks like they may be moving them AJ style against Dexter Loomis. Yeah. So we talked about the match, but yeah, you're right. That was the next thing on the objective is, is to talk about him and, Obviously, that's more NXT type of uh, entertainers that are coming from Triple H's air, uh, Dexter Loomis. I didn't think it was very impactful at all, to be honest. I, I didn't feel anything. I mean, they were kind of hiding him with the uh, security. And then all of a sudden, at the very end, you see his face. And he had this, like, you know, a stare down and this real seriousness about him. But I, I was not excited, to be honest, in my opinion. But, you know, maybe others feel differently. Um, I don't know him too well from previous NXT. I didn't watch product when he was is heavily involved there uh, as much. I know who he is. Wasn't like a fan of his to just continue to follow him. Hey, it's somebody else coming back onto the roster and it's going to give open doors for someone to work with. I don't know if you saw this. Lashley's actually going to face AJ Styles tonight for Monday Night Raw. So does Dexter Loomis come in and play? Does he cheat? AJ Styles out of uh, getting the uh, victory over the almighty Bobby Lashley. We'll have to see about that one. But that is the match on tap for tonight. And, oh, by the way, it's going to be the first ever showdown between the two. Um, so uh, it's going to be interesting to see if AJ Styles, they put this, uh, the belt on him as the title is up for grabs tonight. Um, or do they keep running away with Lashley? And Lashley has just too much momentum, I feel, to to uh, not have the title. Yeah. Um, I think like you and most people that were either watching or were in the arena did know who he was because they were hiding him pretty well. Like, Because um, I saw somebody post on Twitter, it's like, I think that's Dexter Loomis. So I think now that everybody knows that it's him, Maybe you get a different pop, or maybe you're like, okay, is he going to come out? 
but with um, the Almighty just doing what he does best, yeah, I, I don't see him losing the strap tonight. Um, so he may get it by via disqualification, or I'm not even see if Dexter Luma does interfere tonight uh, to stop AJ from winning the U.S. title. Well, we go on to Friday Night SmackDown. We kick things off with the Women's Tag Team Tournament match. We have Raquel Rodriguez and Aaliyah versus Shotzi and Lee. What did you think about this match? Well, as I stated previously in last week's podcast, is I, I'm a real big fan of Raquel. Uh, she puts in the work. Um, she's um, owning her craft. I mean, I, 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 was, um, I was happy with the match. Happy on how um, they're working as a tag team because um, I know you really didn't watch a lot of the NXT product, but Raquel, I mean, she's she's a superstar, single superstar as well. So to put her in a tag team, um, it reminded me when her and Dakota Kai started way back in the day in NXT, how they worked really well. So putting her back in a tag team to see if she still had it, and she still did. So I was pretty impressed with her and Aaliyah in, the, in that match. Yeah, next we get a couple of promos, one from Karrion Cross. And, and kind of teased that he was kind of in striking distance of uh, Drew McIntyre at all times. McIntyre hits stage and he comes out and he cuts a promo. He basically says, and he threatens to put Karen Cross in his place. Drew McIntyre looks pretty strong here. Cross is trying to get himself in the mix. And uh, do you think it's one of those where Cross and McIntyre, uh, you know, the tribal chief gets the victory potentially at the pay-per-view next month. And then, we get carrying Cross and McIntyre feuding a little bit before Cross jumps up to the title pitcher. I mean, that's possible uh, for that to happen. I mean, I still think uh, Clash of the uh, Clash of the Castle is still going to be a triple threat because I mean, you you also think about how when Drew's talking or whatever about the sneak attack, who comes out and jumps them. You know, when you have um, the Usos coming out, so you're you're putting the uh, the bloodline story with Roman Reigns, Usos trying to take care of business with Drew, and then you have Karrion Cross that's in it too. And it's just uh, interesting. I just don't see how it can be a singles match other than after Ca uh, Clash of the Castle to have Drew and Karrion Cross fight each other. But going into that, I think it's going to be a triple threat match because if you just have Roman and uh, McIntyre, then with the streak going, then it's just like, hey, um, he's still going and Drew's out. And then he's like, I already beat you, you know? Yeah, I think so. And, and the bloodline doesn't care who it is, whether it's McIntyre or Karen Cross. Cause, cause Jay Uso specifically says to Scarlett, Hey, tell your boy, Karen Cross, that if he steps up to the tribal chief, the bloodline will put his a down and I'll let you fill in the blanks on that one. So they don't care if it's McIntyre or Karen Cross, the bloodline is stronger than ever, especially after SummerSlam defeating Brock Lesnar. Um, and that the Usos retain the tag team titles on SummerSlam against the Street Profits, that they're strong and they're united and they're moving forward. The uh, next thing we see is that Viking Raiders beat down Kofi Kingston. And, beat him down. Uh, I mean, they completely beat him down and looked like they broke his leg almost. Uh, what did you think about this? Uh, they're still going on with the storyline. They, you know, take out Xavier Woods. Now it's Kofi Kingston. Um, at some point, do you think the New Day will get revenge, or is this something that they're going to hopefully put in the past and move forward with something else? Well, I, like I said previously, like this really doesn't do anything for me, but if you're going to go with the Viking Raiders against the New Day and they're 
coming back with the edge your attitude you have to put them over and then they move on to maybe um make the title picture even more because the Usos are going to need some new challengers and with the Viking Raiders coming back I think they just demolish a new day and move on from them to try to go get them a, a tag team opportunity uh to get a shot at those titles so once again we get the return of Triple H's tag team hit row and top dollar comes out BFAB and and uh, Adonis they come out they're back on the scene of course they're back in the mix at Smackdown um interesting they plug them in here into Smackdown rather than Raw I think it's a good move that they're on Smackdown on a Friday night what did you think of their return back to Smackdown are, are you excited about this team well when they first came out they they were hot everybody liked them and of course there was a fourth member who is not with them because he's with another organization um I wasn't a fan of uh of uh what's her name fabulous b what's her name oh yeah she goes by uh bfab yeah bfab i apologize um i think she needs some work on her wrestling she's not really good on the mic top dollar he's a superstar uh adonis he's gonna be a superstar uh top dollars on the mic is just so good uh his wrestling is getting better but i um, i think he's gonna be uh, a, a big uh big player uh, with the uh, new regime, just because, like I said, I mean, he is just sick on the mic and he's got skills. Um, but yeah, I, I was okay with them coming back. Um, but yeah, SmackDown does need a new faction. Uh, the New Day's been there forever. And I think just with them, it's just freshening up SmackDown with another uh, faction to um, be a crowd pleaser or be something the fans can get behind. Liv Morgan and Shane to Baszler come out for the contract signing. And this signing uh, gets pretty physical. Uh, I was hoping, again, we talked about this week in, week out, uh, that this would be a Ronda Rousey insert of this mean streak. I'm excited for Baszler. She's getting an opportunity to step up to the plate on this level, at the highest level, and that is for the Women's WWE SmackDown Championship. I know you're happy. Um, I'm pretty sure you think Shayna Baszler is going to mop the floor with her and win the title. So you can be like, all right, Liv, back at the line. Get out of here. I need me a monster champion. Uh, but like uh, Lee Corso says, not so fast, my friend. <laughs> I think um, the fans will come back to liking Liv if she can beat Shayna Baszler because at the end of the day, I think they want Ronda Rousey to beat her for the title. Drew McIntyre and Mad Cat Moss take on the Usos. And uh, this was a, a subpar match. It wasn't bad. It wasn't great. The uh, McIntyre and Moss actually defeat the Usos. Well, um, I love how you always jump the gun on certain uh, segments of, or or what happened because you forgot to talk about how... My boy Sammy Zayn. Yes, and Drew <laughs> McIntyre, who... Sammy's talking to him in the back and Drew McIntyre jumps him and gets him back for them jumping him at the beginning of the show. And that's going to put Sammy in water, hot water because he didn't, um, he didn't help out or nothing. So I just think that, um, yeah, it's going to be interesting what happens with Sammy Zayn and the bloodline. But as far as Matt Cat Moss helping out Drew, we had talked about when we saw him in Austin, he's an up and coming star. They're trying to make him big. And I think this just only helps uh, Madcap Moss uh, elevate him to the next level to be in the main event superstar. 
No doubt. Next, we have the match of the night, arguably the match of the week, uh, to me, uh, with the Lashley and uh, Tomasa Champa match on Monday. This is right up there. And I'm going to go ahead and put this match over the Lashley Tomasa Champa match because these two guys just completely tore the house down on Friday Night SmackDown. And that is Shinsuke Nakamura and Guther for the Intercontinental Championship match. What a, what a match this was. It, it opened up. It looked like Shinsuke Nakamura was going to get the victory uh, with the knee to the face that just rocked the general and appeared to have the win. But Gunther is a tough champion, man. He kicked out of that thing. Gunther ends up giving him a powerbomb, uh, getting the victory over Shinsuke Nakamura. But this match was absolutely on fire on Friday Night SmackDown. Yeah. I know you've been looking forward to this match with Gunther and Shinsuke Nakamura. You know, two different styles that we had talked about, you know, strong style versus a brute. Uh, how would that uh, go against each other? And uh, Shinsuke held his own for a good while. You are correct. Gunther is a strong individual, a proud champion, um, and he expects to to be the best or whoever rolls with him, like Ligwig, like you better win because defeat is not an option. So, you know, he puts in the work and yeah, I, I didn't think that Shinsuke was going to get the victory uh, just because Gunter had, has, hasn't been on the main roster for that long. And you want to give him a, a bit of a reign with the uh, Intercontinental Championship title. Uh, but I think that um, they're going to have a, a couple of matches, uh, maybe maybe another two, uh, because um, the match was really, really good. Uh, good storytelling um, in, in this match with them, too. So I, I would be down to see them uh, lock horns again. Yeah, I don't think it's far from over because at the end of the night when it was going off the air, Nakamura was staring down uh, Gunther. And this kind of suggests that this, yeah, this is not over. We're probably going to see another match or two out of this. And I really enjoy this because they built they built it up pretty pretty good storyline here. And uh, now we're as the fans we're getting the payoff here, if you will. I think next I would still and I talked about it last week. I think the next opponent for Gunther because I still think he's going to continue to move forward is Sheamus is going to be the next in line. I would love to see that match next. And Gunther is 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 definitely going to make a run for the WWE Championship title at some point in his career. He's his in-ring performance is off the charts. Uh, he looks like a champion. He looks like a professional athlete. He looks like a professional wrestler. Overall, 50-50, uh, but I'm going to just give a quick slight edge uh, to SmackDown for this week as far as the uh, better of the two shows, as it is the A show, um, with Hit Row coming back with the Gunther match. Um, I uh, I enjoyed Friday Night SmackDown. Yeah. Um I'm just going to say I still like Raw because that's my show. Um, I do enjoy SmackDown, but I, I'm going to say I like Raw better this week just because um, it's all about Raw for for Fanboy Dave. <laughs> hey, you know what happened, too, uh, last week was the pre-sale of WrestleMania 39, Fanboy Dave. And this is going to take place, of course, next year at SoFi Stadium where the L.A. Rams play. Um, and... You had told me that this thing has nearly sold out already, which is huge. Right. Uh, you know, um, and you're totally correct because, well, I was first shocked because normally the way it's been working, usually summer, uh, sorry, 
WrestleMania tickets don't go on sale until like November. Like they they put out a pre so quickly, and what WWE has said is that it was a wrecking. Uh, excuse me, a record breaking success. Um, says um, it was um, the highest uh, ticket, I guess, pre sale ever of WWE, and that the two day combo. Since we all know that WrestleMania is now a two day event that the two-day combo tickets are completely sold out. Um, so you can buy individual tickets for Saturday and Sunday, but as far as combos, if you didn't get them whenever they had to sell, too bad unless they open up some new seatings. And then they're saying that the platinum tickets that are normally, no, uh, platinum tickets prices according to 500 level tickets are normally 50 bucks. They're currently going to for 350 due to demand of the event. I think the reason why it's sold so quickly. I mean, we've been talking about it for a year. Uh, you know, dirt sheets, wrestle, uh, wrestling um, websites that everybody's thinking it's going to be the tribal chief, Roman Reigns, versus the great one, The Rock. Absolutely. And that type of marquee matchup is going to sell tickets. And you're right. The combo tickets were practically sold out. Uh, which was which was incredible, and I looked at the pricing because when I jumped on, I think it was I think it was Wednesday when that pre-sale uh, happened, and of course they had the big event Thursday, but it was reasonable pricing. I thought it was going to be super expensive just because it's L.A., uh, but that was not the case. Um, and yeah, they ended up selling ten thousand combo tickets, and uh, man, what a! I bet you if you're the WWE front office, you're just a, completely ecstatic by this result, especially like you just said, they normally don't sell these until November, December mania tickets. And here we are in August and we're selling for mania for next April. And they do such a great job with sales. Um, I'm going to be interested to see if they're going to go to a 70,000 capacity, like they did with the, the Cowboy stadium, AT&T this previous year. Cause that's about what they had in attendance for each night. Or are they going to open it up and try to get both nights 100,000 seating capacity for each night? I think they could do it, especially with The Rock potentially coming back. Um, and they're really going to be building this Hollywood-esque WrestleMania up. Oh, yeah. I mean, you're going to have Hollywood stars all over. But what is also so fitting, because you have so many um, keyboard warriors, or people that watch other promotions, WWE's boring, WWE's the same old song and dance. This proves to you why the WWE is a billion dollar company and the rest of the W uh, the rest of wrestling organizations are not even close. Like this shows you that WWE, you want to be there, you want to make it to the top, that's where it's at. That's the show everybody wants to go to WrestleMania. Hottest ticket, get it, or you just got to watch it on Peacock like the rest of everybody else because that's just a hot ticket that you can't get your hands on. Peacock! Hey, part of the rock coming back is essential to ticket sales, and if that doesn't develop, I still think Maine is going to be just fantastic because the product is getting better and better week after week. Do you think you can attribute that to ticket sales too or do you think it's just all primarily hey the rock or hey 
Stone Cold is out in Nevada and he still has a home in California? Do you think we see Stone Cold? Do you think people are just kind of thinking that, hey, we could see this person? Or do you think a part of it too is, hey, this product is actually getting better. I think I might want to uh, buy a ticket in anticipation of a great mania. I think it's a combination of all those things. I mean, for sure, Hollywood, who doesn't want to go to LA? I mean, I like going to LA. I wouldn't want to live there, but it's nice to visit. But just like the glitz, the glamour that Hollywood portrays, um, we're not talking about the rest of California, you know, because we don't have enough time to talk about that. But just like the, uh, being there in the moment, like The Miz, the A-lister, you're an A-lister when you're there. I mean, it's just going to be awesome. But to have, I believe, The Rock there, on, and hopefully the schedule does work out, because if not, then you're going to have to pull something out that's going to make the fans still be satisfied with the WrestleMania. But I think a lot of it has to do with the Rock's last match, possibly, and um, you'd want to be there for that. Just like almost when you had Rock and Cena the first time. Like, that was a buzz for a whole year. You just and, said something, and I didn't mean to cut you off, him, boy, Dave. You always cut me off. It's okay. I get it. Right, I just had – I just had – I'm getting old, so if I don't say it, then I forget it. But you just said something that I wanted to touch on, and you said the Rock's schedule. And, man, I was so disappointed to find out Triple H just recently revealed about five, six years ago, The Rock and Triple H had a backstage segment. It was hilarious. Go on YouTube. Uh, Stephanie Man gets involved in the middle, and they're kind of just bickering back and forth. It's just real funny. But the Triple H revealed that they were actually going to have a match that next WrestleMania, but The Rock's schedule um, just wasn't going to allow that. Oh, man, that was so disappointing to hear that. It really could have happened to have – the Cerebral Assassin and the Great One one more time at Mania. Yeah, they 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 had a really, really good feud. I mean, uh, they know how to work together. Um, it was always action, uh, never a dull moment. Um, they, both of them are workhorses. So, yeah, that would have been cool to see them again. At hey, if you're the Booker fanboy, Dave, um, what match are you putting on the mar marquee next to The Rock and the Tribal Chief? that could make somebody go out there and reach in their pocket and buy a ticket to Mania. To if, if they're still going along with uh, the, the titles together, I'm putting Seth freaking Rollins against Cody Rhodes versus The Fiend. Ooh, a triple threat match. So The Fiend comes back, Seth Rollins against uh, Cody. Love it. So, so that's going to be a good one. The triple threat match. Is there another match that you can kind of throw up that you let's, let's see this match at Mania. One more with current superstars. Uh, I would like to see uh, KO against um, Shinsuke. I think that that I think that'd be an okay match. No, oh, um, yeah, it's not bad to have them too. So I'm gonna go with a match that I've always said, and I don't know why it just sticks in my mind. I just want to see it uh, with the return of Lesnar potentially at day one is what it's built up. Lesnar is on the marquee. And he is being promoted for Mania. I've been seeing. Uh, I would still like to see the Almighty Bobby Lashley and Brock Lesnar. I don't know why I cannot get that match out of my head. I think it's just such a legitimate match. It brings some credibility to the WWE as real legitimate, you know, guys that can go um, that are just too beast. Uh, so I think that match uh, would definitely make me 
open up my wallet and say, hey, I want to be at Mania. Um, another match, too, I, I like that you brought in Cody and The Fiend and Seth Rollins. Um, didn't think of that. I like that a lot, actually. Uh, I, I might want to see Riddle and Orton, you know. Maybe they duke it out. Maybe they finally come to terms and and maybe there's some type of uh, someone backstabbing someone and, and that match develops. But that could be a match. So The only way that would work is Riddle had to turn heel. No, no doubt. I think so. Yeah, well, uh, it'd have to be because Ryan Norton's have come on when an RK bro is there and he's like, I don't have many friends, but Riddle is my friend. And for him to stab him in the back, fans would, would so boo uh, Riddle if he did that to Randy Orton. Do you think we could see, and I just popped up in my head too, do you think we could potentially see Edge and the Fiend or the Demon? How cool would that be? Edge, the Demon, and the Fiend. That, that would be kind of cool. Um, um, the, you know, with, um, Triple H, um, just doing things that, that some people are saying like, okay, now WWE is listening. Triple H has his ear, you know, to the ground and getting, um, back, you know, superstars that shouldn't been let go. Um, you know, it's, it's still a running rapid that the fiend is going to come, but I mean, we, we won't know for sure. So it's just, uh, interesting, but. I do believe that this WrestleMania coming up um, may be probably one of the best ones since, and I always tell people this, I mean, I've, I've been to four WrestleManias, you know, of course I love, you know, WrestleMania 25, my first one, but if I'm picking the greatest WrestleMania of all time, WrestleMania 17, Rock and Stone Cold, Houston, Texas, Astrodome, that's the best WrestleMania ever. Yeah, that was when, you know, also the Dudleys and the Edge and the Hardy Boys, they had the ladder match. That one's a hard one to beat. Well, before we get to Mania, we got to go through Raw tonight. And as you know, guys, we are recording this a day late, but that's okay. We're recording. No, family things happen. We get a little busy, so we do apologize that it didn't come out on Monday like we normally like. Uh, But for sure next week, we should be back on schedule. Before we get there, we got Alexa Bliss and Asuka tonight taking on Nikki A.S.H. and Dewdrop in the Women's Tag Team Championship Tournament. I can't help but think Bliss and Asuka get the victory, but but then again, who knows if they're going to try to pull one over us on as fans. Um, well, it depends. What side of the bracket are they on? Are they, are they, is there a, a winning team that's already qualified? Like a... a, a big, well, yeah. A yeah, so so they're going to face um, Sky and Kai. Well, oh, yeah, so then, yeah. yeah. Yeah, Alexa Bliss and uh, Oscar are going over for sure. I was saying it has to be. Um, I still think uh, Oscar is a great talent. She's just so believable, out of, especially out of those four. She kicks some butt there. So yeah, the winner of this match again goes on to face Kai and Sky, and so that's part of the the night as well. Um, and again, main event should be is the Lashley versus AJ Styles for the title, the United States title that is, um, and that should be a show stiller potentially because you have AJ Styles that can go and then Lashley such on a momentum high right now. Uh, I don't think he slows down. Uh, that's what's, that's what's advertised tonight. So that's going to be uh, a fun way to kick off uh, raw and a fun way to kick off the week of uh, professional wrestling. Oh, we also have Riddle. He's going to have his interview to give his update um, about how he's coming back from injury after that stomp at uh SummerSlam. And then of course, We'll see where Seth Rollins goes because you really can't put him 
against anybody. I mean, just to just have one-off matches because him and Riddle still have business. Oh, no doubt. You have to stick with that storyline. There's there's no doubt about that. I'm still anticipating on the return eventually of Orton um, and Big E. I'm hoping those two guys can come back. I just, you know, that was on my mind just because we're talking about Riddle and Rollins, and it's kind of hard not to talk about Riddle without Orton because they just blew up. You know, the chemistry was there, and it was fun. But, but you're right. Uh, for now, Riddle and Seth has to continue with that storyline and that path. What I'm interested about tonight is will we see Theory. We're going to ask him a lot about Theory since uh, Triple H is taking over. That's true, because you're right. Theory, you know, was trying to cash in at SummerSlam, and then all of a sudden it just kind of dissipates. Does he kind of reemerge? You know, he still has the money in the bank case. Okay. When do we start seeing him again, or, or do we? It'll be, it'll be fun. But this is going to wrap things up for Brothers of Discussion. Week 8 with Fanboy Dave and Big Kev. See ya!